0: Hello and welcome to the Black Arrows Employment Team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. My name is Simon Ellis and I'm head of Black Arrows Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at managers and business owners and aims to help you navigate the murky and often contentious world of employment law. Welcome to season two where we're answering your Twitter questions. How to be a good witness? How to manage your apprentices? How to do social media? We will answer these questions as fully as we can. Our aim in this season is to answer your Twitter questions from start to finish, making sure you keep in touch with the law. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of season 2 in our how-to series podcasts. This is sadly, very sadly, our last episode in this season, as a real treat we've got Richard and Jack to speak today. How are you doing today, guys? Morning, Simon. I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, all good, Sai. Yourself? I'm doing a-okay. Keeping it real? Keeping it real. Um, So, let's go with episode nine. Today's question is, how do you keep control of your employees? It's been tweeted in by our friends at Vital Hike. What are doing with them, Richard?
1: Well, Sai, as residents of Newport, we know Vital Hike very well. Just on the high street next to the spa. I know it very well, yeah. So they're a full-service digital agency helping you with strategy, brand, web, and marketing. They recognise that every project has a unique requirement, and they have a variety of skills under one roof, which enables them to offer a versatile service that caters to almost any kind of project. Okay. Very bespoke, quality company. Good stuff. And uh, Eddie and Chris know them well I know them a wee bit yeah yeah they, their dad was the, the leader of the Cubs when I was a young scamp who knew that unbelievable I know, stuff I know I know
0: who
2: knew pop friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so that's enough of that so the exact question which is in is how do you keep control of your employees when socialising in brackets drinking in Belfast what a strange question that is what's that about
1: yeah, well, remember our trip to to Belfast recently, mm. uh, I, me and Andy left left you two. And then next thing we hear there's there's glasses getting thrown and <laughs> staggering about pubs, candle wax. Oh uh, <laughs> What
2: goes on to or stays on to. You know the rules. You know the rules. So's. Okay. How should handle this one then, Jack? Well, it's a good question. I reckon maybe we could we could get the ball rolling by speaking about the concept of within the course of employment. Okay. So what we could maybe chat a little bit about is some of the cases um, regarding this where there's been different outcomes it is a little bit of a gray area. Um, and while the courts have been interpreting it broadly, so this means that employers are more likely to be on the hook for something wrong that an employee does so and again let's try and end as we always do with our three takeaway tips yeah? oh yeah, yeah let's do that yeah. okay so this is
1: part, starting point today Richard for us okay well picture the scene I leave the office at 11 o'clock going to give a very high profile talk to about 150 uh, legal greats <laughs> Uh, okay. I can't just, imagine that to be fair n- No, neither could I you know. <laughs> <laughs> 300 maybe uh, So I, okay. on the way there just to settle my nerves I stop in at the pub um, but I get pretty well oiled I arrive at the venue start being rude I get into a fight Now, problem for black adders is uh, as this is during the course of my employment they could be held responsible for my actions. Aha. Ooh. So that's the confidence, isn't it, of um, vicarious liability, isn't it? It is, yeah. It
0: would be very worrying for employers to get that kind of um, chat, particularly when they've got no direct control over what an
2: employee does. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's two two recent cases which demonstrate that it's not clear um, regarding what is and what is not deemed to be within the course of employment. So let's just look at these cases. Okay. You know how I like a wee case, Simon. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bellman versus Northampton Recruitment Limited and Mohammed versus Morrison Supermarkets. Okay, what so, do these cases say then? Right, yo, well, let's take the Mohammed and Morrison's one first. This was the case of the petrol station attendant who took a little bit unkindly to a request a request from a, a customer. Basically, he followed the customer out to the forecourt <laughs> of the petrol station and Shouldn't laugh. Um, battered him. Should nice. laugh, but that's what happened. Um, and this was held to be in the course of of employment, not surprisingly. What the Supreme Court said was that the test is whether the actions of the employee were closely connected to his employment. Ah, okay. So what does the court say about this close connection,
1: Richard? Well, there's a couple of tests. So the first test that, that they'll look at is what was the nature of his or her job, and secondly, whether there was a sufficient connection between the position in which he was employed and the wrongful conduct so as to make... It right for the employer to be held liable and uh, remember in Belfast uh, when we were at that party and I left Jack had left about two hours before I got back a good two no, hours no, before no sign of Jack in the bed uh, I think he got in about Two hours after me. Oi, Rich, come on. You know the rules here. Stop moving the goalpost. What goes on tour stays on tour. That, that's fair enough. Uh, it's interesting. There was there was another petrol station case in uh, 1948. I think you might have done that at uni, Sai.
0: <laughs> Richard, come on, Richard. That's really harsh. Unbelievable stuff. Okay, so with that case, the Act was in the course of employment.
2: What about the other case of Bellman, Jack? Well, the Bellman case is actually quite a harrowing case, to be honest. Um, This was the one which was a Christmas party and it ended with some staff deciding to sort of move on to a hotel and keep the party going until the wee small hours. Uh, What happened is the managing director punched an employee who in turn decked it and struck his head on the marble floor. And sadly, this led to a brain damage. Um, Now, what the court decided in this case was that this was... Um, not within the course of employment, and so accordingly, that meant that the employee was unfortunately not in a position to sue the employer for damages for his injuries. Oh, wow. So why was this case different from other case?
0: What did the court say in this case, Richards?
1: Yeah, well, in this one, they, they drew a distinction between the actual party that was all organised and this break-off splinter group, if you like. Um, that went on to the hotel and it was more of an informal gathering. What they said about the managing director, the one that that threw the punches at the party, he would be overseeing the workers and maintaining his managerial authority.
2: Mm. So a bit like you say when we were in Belfast and you were kind of maintaining the managerial authority.
1: (laughs) I was,
0: I was, I was,
1: I was, I was. (laughs) So you just said about... Less pints than us. That's, that's <laughs> about as far that's as it <laughs> went. Yeah. Come on, get on with this, Richard. Come on. <laughs> so, and the court the court went on and what they said was um, things changed when they all left the party, um, the, the organised work social event, and gathered informally for these nighttime drinks. Um, no one had been obliged to attend and the judge refused to treat this spontaneous post-work drink at the hotel as a seamless extension of the Christmas party. Um, It was of a very different nature to the Christmas party itself and unconnected with the defendant, the managing director's business.
0: Okay, so this break off from the Christmas party
2: was enough for the court to say it wasn't within the course of employment. Correct. In this case, it was indeed. But remember, it's not always clear cut. And of course, every decision will turn on the facts of the situation in question. So a post-work trip to the pub has been held to amount to an extension of the workplace, whereas a chance random encounter between colleagues in a supermarket hasn't.
1: That's right. Me, uh, we had a colleague, didn't we, that got into a bit of bother. There was 5K, went, went walkabout <laughs> right after an, an evening of entertainment. No, no, no. What kind of entertainment? <laughs> no, no. Go
0: what, on, goes on, go on. You. what goes on to you stays on to you. Okay, so what can employees do to prevent them
2: potentially being held liable for the actions of an employee? Uh, They should take steps to prevent any wrongdoing from occurring in the first place. Okay. So maybe that could be done like, for example, issuing guidance prior to the event or having decent policies and procedures which set out the expected standards of conduct and uh, mark out what is not regarded as acceptable. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so... Give an example for us, we get that email round, don't we, just before the Christmas party. Ah, oh, yeah, Sort of that sets email. out the, the behaviour that is and isn't acceptable. Yes. There's always a warning about alcohol. Um, yes. And An we're into the party. It's four deep at the bar, down in the shot. That's, <laughs> that's quickly forgotten. But uh, the, the email does have a, like a purpose to it. Uh, it's twofold. One, it's preventative. So it serves as a reminder that we all need to... Uh, treat each other with respect and two it's reactive so it serves as a prior warning about the consequences of any unacceptable behaviour and they can then point to it after the event if there is a bit of uh, shenanigans okay makes that sense makes sense to me
0: richard good so that covers episode nine in our how to series of podcasts um how do you keep control of your employees well tip number one i think is employers can be liable can be held liable for the actions of employee if it's held to be within the course of
2: employment is tip number one Tip number two, the test will be whether there's a sufficient connection between the position in which the person is employed and the conduct which took place. So remember, this will be dependent on the facts of each case and could eventually turn on quite fine margins.
1: And lastly, last of the season, employers should provide clear written guidance prior to any event. Let the employees know what standard of behaviour is expected and the consequences for not adhering to it
0: stuff so that's the end of our season 2 episode 9 that's the end
2: of that that's it very sad isn't it, it is, is yeah. it sad I feel a bit So we were like when the Sopranos ended you can kind of, there's a wee v- a void in, um... oh you didn't understand it or? no no I understand
1: <laughs> 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 how you meant to understand that it just I cuts I to know, black it so, so it's a bit shocking <laughs> very sad so we'll all be back together for Dundee United hospitality will be oh yeah of course
0: uh, 1,000 uh, uh, listeners
1: over over a 1,000 uh, followers hold on just now Thousand and f- I stopped counting after a thousand to be honest the, <laughs> was, the, the prize was won wasn't it <laughs> so oh, was. how
2: many uh, cute puppy followers have you got right? <laughs>
1: don't analyse it's all
0: about the figures <laughs> <laughs> okay that includes that cheers and
1: cheerio cheers cheers oh dear
0: that's the end of season 2 isn't it I <laughs> yeah. can't believe it
1: Yep. I know so it's, it's a it's, right downer
0: it's a real downer isn't it Yeah, it's come so quickly hasn't it it
1: does it's flown by
0: time flies mm-hmm. when you're having fun yeah it does it's true what they say
1: so best
0: things in life are free <laughs> like this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so what going to do for season 3 then what's the
2: plan for season 3 I
1: don't know, I don't know. Oh. Just chat about case law maybe
2: uh, could do that
1: exciting stuff like
2: what about just playing game theme tune game? A whole season of theme tunes. <laughs> it's what the listeners want. I know. <laughs> Eight episodes of theme
0: tune, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, good. Oh, I missed out on your last one.
0: Oh, so you did. So, Do you want to have a game? Shall
1: so I have a bash.
0: Right, you, you can um, give us the theme tune. We'll guess it won't be
1: Jack. Okay.
0: Deal. Bring, fingers on buzzers. Right, ready? Okay, let's go.
1: I've got Come no on. idea. Bzz, what is that? Bullseye? No, oh, no. Let's see it again. Do it again quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the foot's going <laughs> And then at the end When it's the end of the show They do a slow version <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got no idea I am clueless Let's you leave see, that right, shall
1: it's we It's a ni- 1970s TV show what? Know your audience Richard. We're too young for that kind the of nonsense The Sweeney come on the the Sweeney. Sweeney Oh my Get goodness Oh
0: my four. Right let's call him for season 3 <laughs> never, you
1: know, never again Just
0: me and you Jack For season 3 You go.
1: You go then Sai.
0: Okay, how about this one? How about this one? Okay. Fingers on buzzers. (laughs) (laughs) Olay! Nobody needs to buzz. We all know what that is. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of that. Okay, let's go then. Cheers and cheerio. cheerio. Cheers.